What's up, y'all? This is Tony Powell, and you're listening to Powell to the People, the podcast episode 251, 251. Once again, the boys are back in town, the greatest podcasting group in all the podcasting. When I want to know what's going on with the New York City transit scene, who do I trust more than my favorite expert, my cousin, Mr. Keith Powell? What's going on, Keith? I am good, and it's great to be here with my family once again. And when I want to talk local TV news, there is absolutely nobody I have more faith in, no expert I trust more than my favorite director, who's also my favorite brother, Mr. Mark Powell's in the house. What's going on, Mark? What's up, fam? What's up, world? And when I want to talk local New York City real estate, who do I go to than the man they call Bishop Eddie (laughs) Kane Jr.? world calls him Derek Powell. I simply refer to him as my cuz. What's going on, DP? Oh, wait a minute. DP's not here today. DP had other things to do today. Uh, he did. He did, however, uh, before we get into it, he did, however, uh, text me earlier to let me know that he was tied up uh, and hopefully uh, his lady friend will untie him before the <laughs> night's over. Uh, in any event, <laughs> you know, we will soldier on without him. Uh, what's going on, guys? Good man, good, good. Cool. You know, the weather's nice today. Beautiful sunny day down here. Yes. I can't complain. It's like yeah, summer again. I mean, you know, I, you know, I like my seasons to be consistent. I mean, last week we had like Noah's Ark biblical rain on Friday. Yes, you know, in the Northeast, and you yeah. know, I was, I was talking to somebody the other day. I keep saying, you know, I keep trying to tell people this global warming is real, man. I, you know, uh, we had a we had rain the previous week. It seemed like it rained damn near every day, and that was a storm that never even made the shore. That was just a storm out the sea, blowing all that rain uh, towards us, and then we had flooding all over New York City. And I, 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 I keep trying to tell people this thing is real. It's happening, man. You know, it's 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 going down. Anthony, um, I never seen so much rain in New York. Well, the flooding in every barrel. I mean, uh, the Bronx River, Jackie Rob, Bell Parkway, um, FDR Dry. I mean, not not just a little puddles of water. I mean, Underwater. coming up to the over the doors and the engines of cars. And you know what puzzled me about people? Why in the hell will you think you could drive through that? <laughs> I need to know. I need to know. Maybe y'all can help me out because I don't understand that. I tell you how bad it was, uh, and how naive I am. I, you know, I wasn't even paying attention. Uh, uh, my mom called to ask if we was all right, and I was like, "Yeah, what's the problem?" You know, because I wasn't even paying attention. I didn't see. I didn't see any of the video of the 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 actual flooding till later in the day. I was, you know, because like I live in Queens, uh, in the hills. As far as hills, and the reason they call it is because it's the hills. So we're elevated, so all the water is is down further. It's down by the but down by Jamaica. It's a, it's on the lower uh, lying areas of 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 this borough. You know the the, the lower uh, sea level areas of this borough. So as far as I was concerned, I was like, yeah, it's it's heavy rain, but there was no. I mean, the water's just like I said, it's running off the hill. It's running downhill. So I didn't see no no flooding, and all of a sudden. Uh, when I got a chance to see what was happening around the town and, you know, looking on TikTok, I was like, damn, well, it's like some Noah's Ark shit out here. I'm, I was <laughs> what what is happening? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was bad. It was bad. There was cars floating in the water. Um, Derek lives up near Bronx, Bronx, this is Bronxville, 
Right. It's right by the, the river there, which is underneath the highway. And it overflow, right? It overflow, and you can see the cars just floating. I was like, God damn. And the people said they tried to get to their cars, but it was too late. The water just came like right over, and that's all she wrote. Wow. It just took them down. Just took yeah, them no, down. It, this, this is, this is, you know, I, 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 you know, I hope the winter is mild. I don't know, but uh, it was last year. I was, yeah, but that's we're in the uh, El Nino phase, so they say you know it's going to change the pattern again. Um, but I, I'll tell you this: Who is uh, that El Nino? El Nino, it's the baby. Works at the, works at the local store. You, you know him. <laughs> yeah, he works at the You all right, man? No, I got some caught in my throat, man. Okay. Yeah, he works at the local bodega. Uh, no, El Nino is like a weather pattern. I guess we're like, you know, every year, the the every couple of years, the the Pacific, um, let me do science, Mr. Science. I'm going to do what's, uh, what's that guy, uh, Bill Nye, the science guy? Yeah, Bill Nye, so yeah. Apparently, every couple of years, the water, if I, if I remember correctly, the water inverts. So the, the warm water from the Pacific flips and then the cold water is on the top and that changes the weather pattern. And then a couple of years later, the, that like almost like a like a washing a giant washing machine, and the cold water rotates and goes to the bottom, and the warm water comes back, and it changes the weather pattern again. And I don't know what the what the impact of of El Nino is versus La Nina, but I think La Nina is where you get more mild weather patterns in in this area in the Northeast, but El Nino is where you get like these stupid storms. But years ago, we didn't call it that; we just called it a storm. Like they said, it was a superstorm Sandy. It's a goddamn storm. It was no super. It was a superstorm, but you know they changed these names. Uh, I, I guess every year to sound more fancier. I assume. No, well, no. The, these, the, these, these patterns have been around forever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah the El Nino is, and La Nina patterns have been around forever. They just. I, I don't. I don't know what we were last year. I just know. No, last year was La Nina. Yeah. Okay. It was it a mild time. winter. I mean, we had some cold temperatures. That's right. fine. And I. I don't like cold, but I'd rather have cold temperatures than snow any day. Snow mm-hmm. just wrecks havoc to the area, and in particular, makes my day longer. <laughs> you're, you're on the highway, and you got the fools. I don't understand them. They, I got it's snowing out on. there, and they flying past you at 65, 70 yes, miles I don't see out. those fools because I'm on air from beginning to end. So. Yes. They yeah, fly. I just, yeah, it's my, crazy. My favorite thing ever from that stupidness is I, I never forget. I was living in uh, we were living in Staten Island, and we lived uh, uh, at the top of a hill, um, like near Grimes Hill. And this guy was driving. You know, I was walking. I was actually I had to. You have to walk down this long hill to get to the bus stops. So I was walking down the long hill to get to the bus stop, and I see this guy come to the top of the hill with his SUV. You know, Grand, you know, Grand Cherokee. He's like, yeah, you know, I guess he felt real confident because he had the four-wheel drive. And so he zips on down the hill and then he hits the brakes at the next stop sign at the bottom of the hill, but the car just kept sliding <laughs> across, over the hill, across the highway, <laughs> and down an embankment. And I could not stop laughing at that. Because, I mean, you know, a man could have killed himself. I don't know if he died because I was waiting on the bus. But I could not stop chuckling at the stupidity of it because, yes, you have four-wheel drive, but the tires still have to make contact. Yeah. With the so, I don't, you know, I mean, it, it it helps. I mean, I actually got stuck one time. We had an you know, Explorer. And, you know, I you know, got the little dial in the middle, and I turned the dial to the mud and snow application. And I was still stuck because I had, you know, all-season tires. 
And the snow, it's like one of these storms was like about a foot and a half, two feet of snow in Connecticut. I was doing a gig up there. And I was like, I'm stuck in a damn gas station. I cannot get out. This is stupid. I'm just literally watching all four wheels spin until eventually, you know, you, you kind of seesawed and rocked it out of there and, 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 and got moving. But I was like, yo, just because you have, have it, unless you have a, a set of dedicated snows to go with that all-wheel drive or that four-wheel drive, you asked out. Mm-hmm. Because they also think the ABS is supposed to stop them right stop on the dime. The, right on the, yeah, exactly. It does not work like that, folks. It don't work like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't mind cold. Just leave the snow out. And I'll be perfectly fine with the wind. Yeah, well, when I, you I'm learn, fine. You, know, you got to dig it out. You got to shovel it out. You got to yeah, blow it out. Yeah, I'm perfectly fine leaving my snow below in my shed. That does not. Mm-hmm. I'm not offended at all if that thing never runs ever again in my life. Would, would not be hurt. Mm-mm-mm. With this new global warming, you might not have to worry about that no more. It might just be hot. In New York, you're gonna have. Uh, I was talking the other day. I was saying, you know, uh, what people don't realize or recognize about this 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 emerging climate crisis. I don't say climate. It's not a climate crisis. It's 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 a planet crisis, planet wide crisis. Is the mosquito line? The mosquito line used to be like way way south. What I mean by the mosquito line is that's the area where like you know infectious diseases. Uh, the mosquitoes that carry them, you know, they couldn't come much further north because of the, of the you know, temperature, you know, mm-hmm. climate. Uh, it gets too cold for them, so you're not going to, that's why we don't have malaria in New York City. But as the temperatures continue to rise and as New York becomes warmer and warmer and warmer, uh, you know, like places that are in the southeast, then you're going to have the mosquitoes go, you know what, I can live there year round. And then all of a sudden you're going to start seeing malaria and dengue fever cases in new york you're starting to see it now like in parts of texas that's what's happening you're starting to see uh these kinds of invasions speaking of invasions have you guys seen these lantern flies yes i had them down here <laughs> every time i see them, i stomp them out that's what they say you're supposed to do yeah yeah i stomp them out i was wondering why my my little bush was looking a little funny there was like three of them in there but they ain't there no more they got re- <laughs> you know they, they got evicted <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's a uh, it's it's a, yeah, they're bad. Apparently, they're like all over the place, and I didn't know what the hell everybody was freaking out about. And all of a sudden, I saw them the other day. That was on the car. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Yes, because they're coming from the trees. as you say, you live right there in Forest Hills. Yeah, no, yeah. they they here. Yes, they, they are everywhere. And did they come? From, they came from through China, if I'm if I'm correct. I believe yeah, on 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 a ship or some kind of way, they got here in the invasive species. And apparently, from what I understand, is they they. Destroy all the vegetation to destroy the trees. They, they, uh, they have no natural beast. predators because they're invasive species. And so they hit a no, jack. They, they got a natural predator. It's called a size 13 sheep. <laughs> That's the predator. Well, yeah, yeah you got yeah, to be tap dancing like Gregory Hines because there's a lot more of them than there is of you. So uh, get your, yeah, get, get, get that workout. Um, it was a trade in the NBA this past. Uh, a couple of days two trades, ago. Two, two trades. trades. Yeah, big trade that sent Dame Dollar, Damian Lillard, to the Milwaukee Bucks. And in exchange, I believe Portland got Drew Holiday, you know, which I thought was a good get. I think, you know, Drew Holiday, uh, I, I know that the Bucks needed another uh, scorer because uh, Middleton, I don't think, is reliable enough. And they certainly needed a lot more scoring from uh, the guard position than they had been getting. And, you know, Dame Dollar can, can light it up. Uh, but they sent Drew Holiday to Portland, and then Portland turned around and sent Drew Holiday back east, back into the same division, pretty much. 
in the Eastern Conference uh, with the Boston Celtics. And I'm saying to myself, um, they look like the favorites. Who, Boston, you really? Or Milwaukee? Uh, Boston. You really think so? You don't think that that Drew Holiday being running the point for that team um, with all they have with, with Jalen Brown and, and Tatum and the team that they're pretty much bringing back. They're bringing back pretty much everybody. Uh, no, they, they lost Marcus Smart. They okay. lost a big kid, uh, Robert Williams, who went who just went over in the trade with uh, Portland. Yeah. They got Pazingas uh, from uh, Dallas. Right. Uh, no, he came from uh, Washington. From Washington. Washington. And they traded the other, the other, um, the, the forward guy that you know was up in what you call his face and Jimmy Butler's Williams. face and Jimmy uh, turned him out. Oh, 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 that guy. Um, I forgot his oh, what's name. his name? Williams. Something Williams, right? William, right. Williams yeah. is the big guy, but there's another Grant, guy. Who Grant, 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 yeah. Grant. Right. And Brogdon also went. Right. Brogdon was. So they, their team is kind of thin. You know, they, they look it up top, but it's not the same team they're going to bring back from last year. I think that they're, they're going to be a problem because what they can do. Which it's just matchup hell. That's what it is. Yeah, they got three premier defenders. Mm-hmm. Drew Holiday is a pain in the ass. Tatum can guard and, and Brown can guard. So now, and let's not sleep on Porzingis who, no, who the rim is the shot blocker. Yeah. So now you got three perimeter defenders who can who stretch, can switch, and, 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 and Drew's six four, but he's like one of them six four bodies that he is old man strong, and he's he's. Why NBA? He, he's like you know, he's only six four. Yeah, but it's not the same six four as say. I'm trying to think of a player six like Steph is six three. Steph, Steph, so you, Steph is six three. Yeah, yeah you don't you think Steph it, was, it was a, a different inch. No, Drew Holiday can guard probably one through five. Definitely probably one through four. He's a he's a pain in the ass, and we mm-hmm. know Tatum and Brown are. So the Celtics are going to be a problem in a major way. I, um, I just think they're going to be. I think they're going to be a harder out. Than Milwaukee with Dame, um, I, I just think because, as my brother said earlier, we like Milton. But I think Milton's at this stage in his career where he's going to have more injury than he has good playing time, and he's going to be kind of like dealing with a lot of those knickknacks. And I'm not sure who else Milwaukee has on their team, but that's the problem with all these quote unquote uh, super teams is that because you get a lot of the, the top level players, you don't have a lot of backup you just don't have right, it. You're, right. you're you just depth. can't yeah yeah just it's that's that's the the downside to having three top players that you know one through three is good but then four through 12 is just okay so yeah. we'll see how so, this plays so out when those three guys sit down where do your scoring come from there yeah and that they'll probably do where like a lot of things where like i'm pretty sure you'll never have more than you won't have all three down you always have two on the court that's how a lot of these teams do it. You rarely have, you know, uh, two guys down, barring a blowout, but two guys down and one just trying to do it. It's just, there's not enough scoring. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, but Mark, there's a problem with your team, uh, James Harden. My team has not, has not really shown up. My, he has not even shown up. He don't want to be bothered. Yeah, see, I don't want to, well, I, I, didn't Harden, mm-hmm. I didn't want Harden to begin with. I thought okay. because I, I thought he was one of those guys that, I saw what he did in Houston in a situation that he quote unquote liked. I mean, he was, you know, he liked the environment and he came in and just totally tanked it. He came in, you know, you know, jumbo size, bitched him on, got his way to Brooklyn, got to Brooklyn and realized that was a, you know, a messed up place. And then bitched him on and got his way out. 
I never wanted that type of player. I don't want any player that is externally motivated on my team. I mean, and that's the problem with Joel. I mean, Joel is a great talent, but his motivation is trying to prove somebody wrong versus I just want to be great. Like that's the, the thing about, you know, the, the great, great players, you know, the Magic, the Birds, and all those guys, you know, obviously Jordan and Kobe, is that they were internally motivated. Giannis, Giannis, that list, yeah. Giannis is like that. And the external was just rocket fuel to their internal motivation. The problem with a guy like Joel is he's externally motivated. He he wanted to, he wants to win, or he won it now. Won the win MVP. That was his big focus. Not on let me have a dominant year and carry that into the postseason. He I think it's almost like he he was trying so hard to get this MVP that come playoff time he was he hasn't had a good playoff yet. Besides, so I, I want guys who just want to you know who trying to be great like Steph is like that. You know, and and Durant's like that. I think Clay is too. But and we know Giannis is that guy. Oh yeah, he has incredible confidence and internal motor. Harden and Embiid don't have that. So my Sixers are going to be a rough year. I would ask Anthony Anthony about his team, but you know how that goes, right, Mark? Yeah, we don't know what team he's. Yeah, I don't know who who he and Roos for. What do you mean? We talking about? Just what I just said. We don't know what team to ask you about. Ask me about my team. You don't have a team. Of course I do. What's your team, Anthony? You know that team I like, the ones I root for. Or oh, the ones that's winning. Okay, that team I do know. But yeah, what one, is your team? The one that played with that orange ball? That's the one. <laughs> so now we know what we're talking about. We can just move on. I mean, no okay. problem. All right, all right. As, as you said before, Mark, it's an argument I will not win. No. You know his major. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just yeah again. I, I just in terms of the East, though, I I think it uh, it, it it certainly makes uh, for an interesting watch. I think that Portland was definitely trying to screw Miami for I guess what they felt was tampering. Oh, uh, they screwed them more and they definitely uh you know wait 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 did you see yeah. um Jimmy Butler here? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Jimmy oh, looking my like uh, looking like uh, Andre three thousand out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, like the Teddy Pendergrass. Remember the Teddy Pendergrass wig? That oh, yeah, when, when he was in the group, just straight. I'm like, what the hell, Jimmy? Every season, what. you know, every time NBA season start, Jimmy Butler comes with a crazy hairstyle, it, and it, and that's fun. I will it was I will say he understands this the fact that it's entertainment and that the basketball season is long, long season. So he just has fun at the beginning of the year, but that hairstyle was like. And then he added on with the the piercings. Yes, I'm not sure if it was real or fake. And I think if I look correctly or closely enough, it looks like he has like kind of his eyes look darker. Like he has like black. Um, is it mascara to make your eyes dark, or is it mm-hmm. underneath? With, yeah, yeah. It looked like he had ma- makeup on too. He was just going. I was like, okay, have fun with it. It was media day. What the hell are you gonna do in media? Well, day? I hope he's not turning into Dennis Rodman now. I think I mean, he, just he looked like a beetle. He looked like one of the beetles. Yeah. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So he's, I mean, good for him. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, uh, that was definitely a, a, a different look. Uh, we were yeah. talking off the air, uh, because you sent something the other day, Keith. You sent us uh, a text the other day about uh, Jabari Parker, who was a former uh, Duke, uh, I guess, star, right? He was and then went on to play with Milwaukee to... and a couple other places, right? Uh, yeah, and Jabari is a really good ball player, and he's no longer in the league. And he made the, the statement that. I think he's playing in Europe somewhere. And he was saying that 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 
certain guys. So maybe you pick it up. I don't, you were saying that certain guys, you know, should be playing in the league and they're not playing anymore. Right. Yeah. He was saying that the league has watered down. It's not what it used to be before. Um, you know, uh, guys like Carmelo Anthony, um, Demarcus Cousins, John Walls, even a little guy. Uh, what's his name? Isaiah Thompson. Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. Right. These guys don't have jobs. And, you, you know, you look at some of these benches, you'd be like, how the hell these guys are not playing? And as we were talking off the, off the air, has the NBA actually really watered down? And to some degree, it has because, you know, they, you got guys who can't shoot three-pointers shooting three-point shots on a fast break. They, they coming down. They're not even going to the hoop. They stop at the three-point line and they're shooting threes. I don't, that's not what basketball was when we were growing up. It was a little different. I know things changes over the year. But this is like, like a drastic change because they're looking for more scoring, more excitement. It's more entertaining. But basketball was a grind out game. You play D, you block shots, you rebound. You know, they don't do those things no more. If the ball falls my way, I got it, I kick it out. Guys on a fast break, they ain't not going to the hoop, they stopping at the three point line. Right. You know, the the whole the whole I think the 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 aspect of basketball what what we have known it to be does not exist no more. Well, yeah, no, there's, I mean, like, uh, we celebrate uh, DeMar DeRozan from Chicago Bulls because they say he has a great mid-range game. You know, he shoots mid-range shots. But that used to be the game. You know, you 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 found a spot on the floor and you shot below the arc and, you you know, you, you were hitting the 12 to 15-foot shot with consistency, you know, getting twos instead of threes. But I think, you know, guys like Steph Curry – I mean, guys have always been able to shoot a three-point shot, you know, once once they introduced it to the NBA, and it was always some specialist. I mean, Larry Bird, you know, I think we could argue was probably the best shooter uh, from back in the day. And if Larry was playing today, I don't know how much he would average um, because, you know, it would he would be encouraged to shoot that three-point. Back in the day, the three-point shot was, was a dagger. You shot it, you know, to close out a game or to finish a game or to finish a quarter. And now – it's not your last option. It's your first option. Or you drew it up on a play when you were trying to win a game. But now guys, are, like you said, they'll, they'll, you know, on a break, there'll be a guy who will stop and shoot, you know, at, at the arc. And then Steph Curry comes along and exchange, uh, extends the range of that shot to mm-hmm. the half court. And so everybody wants to shoot the half court shot. So guys start practicing the shooting the half court jump shot. And so you have guys like Dame Lillard and other guys who can hit those shots now. And it's become, um, I guess, part of the game, part of the repertoire. The the hardest thing for me to do is to drive by like a schoolyard or drive by some court somewhere and see young kids jacking them up from way out there. Right. That's an L.A. Clanging clanging them all day long. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. yo, maybe your game might be better served if you, you brought it in a little bit. Yeah. Um, Javari Parker brought this out, Anthony. He said the analytics make teams play to patterns. Veterans got pushed out of the leagues. Only stars can take middies. Post play got eliminated. Right. League went too young. Rules softer than ever. Scoring's very inflating. Non three point shooters taking threes. Games are too up and down. Defensive players often disabled. Only four to six real contenders. No team have a core for three to four years because players move a lot of playment um, player movement yeah, in the free agency. So it, it, it's that's that's a lot he's talking, 
And a lot of it is true if you if you look at the NBA. Yeah, and no, it's an indictment. He's definitely indicting. Hang on, one. he's definitely indicting the the league. And 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 as you said, uh, it's hard to deny what he's saying. He's he's, he's spot on. Go ahead, Mark. Uh, yeah, but saying it's watered down, I think it's sour grapes from a guy who can't play in the league anymore. I mean, he, mainly because he's been hurt a lot. He's one of those guys that, right? When he came in the league, he was came out of Duke. He was more of a low post player. Had more of a low post body. Then he changed his body type to more of a. He almost did. You know what he did? He did what uh, Kevin Love did. Kevin Love came in league. He was his, you know, back to the back loser. Right. play, right. And then he slimmed his body down and got more, I guess, fluid or uh, not so athletic. He, he got he changed his body type, sort of what um, Brooke Lopez did. Brooke Lopez came in league, back to the back, uh, back to the basket. You know, you know, back it in, back it in, and then realized things is changing. Jabari didn't change, and the problem with a guy like Jabari saying, you know. Like he's he deserves to be in the league to do what? What do you can what can you do that's so dramatic uh, dr- uh, dramatically different than other guys? Um, mm-hmm. You know, and and he can't. And it's funny that he's talking about defense. That dude wasn't known from playing defense. That was not his, that, was not, <laughs> that was not his strong suit. And the guys he mentioned in Carmelo, Carmelo was was Carmelo been confused with defensive stopper? No, Carmelo. What about, what about Boogie? Defensive stopper, no. no. Rebounds, he gonna put yeah. some points up. So, I think the the guys in the league, there was always some guys who probably could be in the league, but the league, especially the NBA, because one guy can make such a difference, usually has in the usually has in there the guys who should be there. I mean, every once in a while you get some like, hey, you know, why is such and such not in the league? And it, but you really. It's it's really a guy who's in another country or another, yeah, another country who should be in the NBA. That's not in the NBA because you know his spot is being taken by a lesser player. Unless that player who should be in the NBA and not in the NBA is a total pain in the ass. Like, I, and I don't know if Jab- I don't think Jabari's been labeled that. Um, I, mean, I don't think he's been like you know blackballed from being a bad teammate or a bad guy. He just skill set just kind of diminished his athleticism his athleticism went down quickly once he got in the league which is sort of what happened to um oh man the other Duke player who Sixers drafted uh I forgot his goddamn name um he was a back to he was a, a big guy and he got in the league yeah. and suddenly the, the league changed on him too it was like oh no you, your your style of play doesn't doesn't translate anymore and he never really happened yeah but now you think about it we just talked about no post-up players there are very few guys that actually really post up and they run a play through. Uh, Mitchell Robinson for the Knicks, that's what he was complaining about. You know, the ball stays on the outside of the perimeter. Randall's going to jack up a three. Brunson is going to three or he's going to drive. But everybody else is shooting three. Okay, No now, one's shooting the, the mids, like you said. No one's shooting the mids and no one's going down low. No who shoots a mid that's one of the best players in the league and, he, and people think otherwise? KD. KD lives in the mid-range. Right. Yeah. But and, and Mitchell Robinson, okay, once again, we're talking about the play. Does Mitchell Robinson have a, be, a post-up game that you're going to throw the ball into? We we, we don't know because they don't do it. They don't pass him the ball. If you, you see, ever you see Mitchell play. Robinson play, can he can – he, he can ball. This and be, he's a he's a, a, a rim runner. Like a, Well, that's what they – remember you said he has to adjust this game to what they want him to play. All that we need you to do is play post-up game. Def, defense, rebound – and block shots. Guess you what? don't need to worry about scoring. If scoring comes, we throw, we throw that, you an alley oop. That doing that pays a lot of money. I, if if that's all, if that's all they ask you to do, 
and you can do that at a high level, you can get paid a lot of money in this league well, nowadays. He's he making a lot of money, but you know, there are certain guys they, they, they want to put the ball in the hoop and score some points. You know, they just don't want to just you know. I just want to, this is not who I am. I'm a much better ball player than that. You think? Look back at um, Jimmy Butler. Yeah, how he first came out, how they thought he only could do one thing. He couldn't. Jimmy do Kim, he, well, he improved well, his game. Yeah, he improved his game, but only time it shows up is when it's playoff time. Well, or when the game they, is on the line, they're going to give it to Jimmy Buckets. But that's a function of of the season being too long. Because I think Jimmy Butler has realized at this point, this stage in his career, why am I going to go crazy for 82 games and then come to, what, 16 or 20 games it is to the playoffs? I got what, I forgot the number. It's three rounds. So that's 16, yeah, 16 games, yeah. I have nothing left. So there, the NBA season probably, to get the best basketball, Probably should be a 65 game season, quite frankly. You're correct. I agree with you um, on that. Just like baseball 100%. should be, instead of being 162, should be probably like 110, 115. Because that way you play your playoffs in the warmer weather. Football probably has it right. Um, but baseball and basketball should be shorter seasons so that you could play when it really counts at 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 a at a peak of level. That's why that's why the uh what's that boy's name? Silver, that's why they did the uh mid season tournament. Because they know mid, like the middle of the basketball season is the worst basketball you're ever going to see. <laughs> the players don't care. <laughs> yeah, they the fans tired. don't care. The TV don't care. It's like, this is horrible. Yeah. They so, tired. I don't yeah. feel like running up and down the court. Exactly. I mean, yeah. those middle 20 games, that like before they also like, it's horrible basketball. People just mailing it in. Well, since, since you brought it up, do you like the idea of the midseason tournament? We quite honestly, I don't even understand it. <laughs> That's how... I yeah, because I, I don't get it. I don't understand I don't what understand the benefit it. is. What's the what's the benefit of winning the tournament? I like, don't know. Like, when, like the the NFL. What is it? The uh, what is it? The one of these games that they use to kind of uh, or even I think uh, uh, Major League Baseball is the same thing with the All Star Game. If you you know, I guess the 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 conference or the, the, the that wins. You know, they used um, to, but they stopped doing that because they realized right. it would be oh, right now. It's just the best record. But it used uh, to at one point they. They did that because one year they game it in a tie because Tory and I forgot who the the uh, they decided they coach wanted to go use the pitchers up right yeah they they like yeah they they had used all the pitchers and next year they have a tie so they came with this hokey deal but I don't understand the midseason tournament I know it's supposed to be a big deal in Europe I don't understand what the benefit is or how it's going to make a difference and I think there's a money incentive but if a guy's making 12 million and he's a poor player what's the incentive for another five hundred thousand dollars right i mean that seems crazy to me to me five hundred thousand dollars pretty nice chunk of change but if i'm like the same dame left dame is gonna be making like 40 something this year five hundred thousand dollars is it's a happy meal money if i was the nba i would have made it you know the nba teams versus the world you know all those other countries you know and put it into a, a, a um, tournament like that, and then come out with a champion. Could the world feel like you have to have at least two teams because the yes. NBA has two? So could the but world they have a lot of teams feel, in Europe and Chan- and oh, you mean China? like pick European teams? Teams and well, you can, you can say if you, say you if you say USA versus the world, then you then you actually be able to, to field at least. Two competitive teams take the best in USA, and you certainly be able between. Uh, uh, Europe, Africa, and Canada, and France, for that matter. Um, yes. You'd probably be able to come up with a, enough players, Germany players, that you'd be able to to feel a pretty decent uh, uh, 
Washington Generals type team. <laughs> so yeah, I think you. I think you. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I mean, because we were talking about it off the air. I mean, you think about like not just uh, European players, but just just world players. And, yes. And, and we we came up came to the conclusion that at least of the top ten players in the NBA, forty percent of them are are foreign born if you're talking about Giannis, Joel Embiid, uh Luka Doncic and 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 the Joker, that's four out of the top ten players right there who are foreign born. And then you can start going down the list and, and I'm sure uh you will come up with uh another six or seven or eight foreign born players that 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 uh, can, you know because you think the team. Yeah, you think back to years ago you had um Sabonis from Portland. Right. And you had um, Vadi, Dirk, Dirk, but it, it was maybe maybe about five of them guys. Drazen Petrovic, I Rich, mean, right? For for his like, tragic yeah. accident. You know, you had these guys that actually pl- comport, Pager, you know, play ball with Pager, the right. Americans. You know, and that's why they brought their games to the states here. Yeah. So they might Pager. be they might be hitting gems over there that we don't even know about. I just think I just again, you know, we talk about it. You got to think about it in this, 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 in these terms. I mean, like soccer is the world sport, and these guys play soccer. And a lot of these guys, you know, if you're not going to make a soccer club in your country, a basketball is the next cheapest sport to play, mm-hmm. just to play, Very just cheap. to be able to go out there and play. Like a soccer, bo- soccer. If you want to play soccer, you just need a ball and some space. Uh, basketball, you need a hoop and a ball. You know, baseball, uh, hockey. Um, football, any of those others, it requires a lot more. It's a lot more equipment intensive. But basketball, if you got a pair of sneakers, a ball, and a hoop somewhere, you got a game. Right, right. And so, true. and and then the the possibility of of breaking out and making multi millions playing a game uh, is very enticing. You know, and I'm sure now, especially now that you know that they they made the effort to make the league global, and 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 guys have been scouting in Europe. Now all of a sudden, these guys, you know, are, are playing like you know, when you watch these world competitions, it used to be like you know the USA would win, and it was a joke. You 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 know, there was no competition. And I'm not saying like this last uh, world uh, championship is reflective of the players we have. We certainly didn't send our best. But uh, Europe is, and the rest of the world is starting to, is starting to catch up. You know, I mean, you know, we talk about back in the day players that Hakeem was is you know what you call a foreign born player. So you're talking about like if, if you start to look at the NBA now in the top seventy five, you're gonna start to find a nice percentage. I won't say everybody, but there'll be a nice percentage of, of foreign born players that that can claim that mantle. That's true. To like the game has changed, man. You know. Talent is out there, Anthony. You just got to know, be at the right place to find Because I think even the NBA teams send their uh, scouts and stuff overseas to look at certain plays and see if they're worth drafting or inv- even inviting to camp <laughs> and see you know, if they can play. Yeah, that, that happened closer the, to home than you realize. Uh, 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 your uncle, your late uncle, uh, went to France. Remember that, Mark? He went to France. Oh, oh yeah, he he yeah, yeah he messed up yeah. on that one. He messed up on that one. Yeah, yeah, I know. And let's uh, let's let's not let the world know he was <laughs> he was a part of that. 
I'm just saying. Okay. You know, so yeah, but yeah, that was his job to go over there and, and you know when they could have took uh, Ron Artest, if I'm correct. Yeah, they could have had Ron Artest. Yeah, okay. Yeah, could have yeah. had Ron Artest, but they keep didn't. Keep down the low, low. You know, I, I I go to Queens a lot. I want no problems. So. Yeah, yeah, they could, yeah. That's 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 what I'm saying. But yeah, you're right. That's that's the thing. Now it used to be, you know, you scouted, you know, up and down. You know, the you scoured the 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 U.S. for players, but now, you know, the world is there. You know, and and with the internet too. That's the other thing with the internet. You know, if you got some baller in in you know in Croatia, you you know in one of these Balkan states, you got some baller in in Germany, a baller in France, a baller in Italy, even. Um, and you say, hey man, or Australia, uh, <laughs> Ben Simmons, <laughs> Australia. Um, all you got to do is put the tape up on the internet, and and these guys know what they're looking at. The scouts can identify whether or not you can play just by watching sometimes. And they'll come see you. So again, for so I for, guess they made a mistake with Ben Simmons. Is what you're trying to tell me? Yeah, I said it, Corey. Yeah, yeah, I said it. Yeah, yeah. Ben Simmons. I mean, you know, Ben He's Simmons a- had everything he needed, but uh, you know, it's like the Tin Man and the Wizard of Oz. He had everything he needed, but a heart. Mm. He doesn't like. He doesn't love it. He's externally motivated, not internally. He he yeah. he's he's one of those guys that's very good at what he at something he doesn't love. That must be. I guess that would be torturous. You know, this is the way I make a lot of money. This is the way I can feed generations of me, and I don't really like doing it to the extent that you think I would. Yeah, the job I, you I, hate. The job yeah. you hate, but it pays you well. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure people will have, you know, regular people listening to this podcast have jobs. Like, you know, say this. I'm pretty sure some, there's some lawyer going, I can't stand the law, but it pays me so well. I'd rather be a restaurant uh, manager like that, but this is what pays the bills. And I think that's how Ben Simmons is. It's, it's truly a job that he goes, he puts in his eight, eight hours or whatever it is and goes home and never... It's, there was a story... Um, remember, uh, and this is probably... A, I'm conflating the thing. But one time when Jeter and, and A-Rod were, you know, were close. And A-Rod, and it's funny, A-Rod was like always watching baseball. Like he like... He's, you know, when he wasn't playing, he was watching baseball. And he, Jeter was over his house one time Uh was a rod was over Jeter's house and he asked like you know hey what what channel is the game on a rod Jeter was like I don't know I have no idea <laughs> you know if I'm not playing I don't care the difference is Jeter loved it he wasn't he that was his internal motor motor but a rod just liked being around the game all the time but in a different kind of way Ben Simmons just loves it because it gives him access to those torturous uh, Jenner girls <laughs> girls and it gives him money. So, he, but he doesn't like it. Like, I want to be the best player in the league. I want to be the best Australian ever. He he doesn't have that kind of motor. So we'll see this year if he can get back to being a respectable player. But you know, he doesn't have that motor. He has I, I think ability. for him, he probably had. He he was probably you know sometimes you're gifted with tools. And, yeah. you know, people say, well, wow, you're so tall, you should play basketball. And you kind of force a minute and then, then you learn the game and you you develop uh, to a certain extent. And, you, yeah, as you said, it becomes something you enjoy. But but it's rare that people are, are got that that mama mentality, you know, mm-hmm. where, where they they just born assassins and they want to destroy you uh, with this game, whatever the game is, whether it's, you know, Lawrence Taylor 
you know, coming after you on the football field or whether it's Jordan or Kobe coming after you on a basketball court, or as you said, you know, Jeter or one of these guys, you know, that just wants to, you know, or Bob Gibson, somebody that, that just wants to destroy you on the baseball field or Messi or now whatever you, whatever, whatever sport you can name where there, there, there is a hierarchy, you know, it, that does require, as you said, internal motivation that yes, goes yeah. way above and beyond your skill level. Cause everybody that plays in the NBA is good enough to be there. Oh yeah. And not everybody that's in there is good enough to be the best. Right. No. Yeah. And or, or, or wants to be the best. I mean, some guys are, I mean, just think, if you're the, if you're the worst player in the NBA, you're still one of the best people in the world. <laughs> something that that's true, Mark. People, that's true. People say you're the worst. I mean, I, mean, I don't. I don't even know who the tenth. I don't even know who the eighth player is on my Sixers team. I have no idea. That guy. If I didn't know, if he wasn't, you know, on the bench, he walk into a gym. He'd be like, this guy's incredible. He's like, yeah, I can't get a sniff onto the court. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a there's a TikTok series that Brian Scalabrini. Yeah, exactly. Does. And it's and it's hilarious because Brian Scalabrini was the scrub on the Celtics. He was like the like you said, like damn near the ninth or tenth guy on the bench. He'd come in and play about he averaged like career averages like three points a game or two points a game, something miserable. And all of these these average Joes or guys who played college ball or guys who thought they should have got a look, you know, they send him videos to challenge him one on one. And Brian Scalabrini is in his forties. And he's destroying these people. They go to a court somewhere, they find a court one-on-one, and he's destroying them. Yeah. And these are guys that play, you know, D1 basketball, and they're getting destroyed. You know, I mean, uh, Derek's not here today, but he talk, He always tells a story about, you know, uh, and our cousin was was all city, you know, averaging about 30 points a game in high school, mm-hmm. uh, you know, D1 player, and then they played against uh, Derek Harper. Yeah. And he said, yo, these dudes are playing at a whole nother level. And Derek Harper, um, we could say, was a good NBA player, yeah, but not a superstar. Huh. So just think about that leap, that level, those, those, those leaps and levels. I remember Pearl Washington, you know, rest in peace, Pearl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Pearl was, was the, the, supposed to be the next coming out of Brooklyn. And you know he got to the NBA. He was solid, but, but <laughs> you know that's it about him now. What would he say? Remember, because firstly he went he went to boys high school, you know, right? And, right. And dad went to you know boys high. Dad said, yeah, he can. He's fine in college, but doesn't have a jump shot. So he right. jump they shot locked him in the and, pros. And Pearl was he was my favorite player when he was in college. I mean, watching him play in Syracuse those four years was must watch television, but. When he got to the league, you know, he was just okay. He was serviceable, but he wasn't. Another player who I loved in college but didn't have a jump shot that could allow you to to uh, to alter was uh, from Archbishop Malloy's Kenny Anderson. Love watching him play, but it, the jump shot wasn't there to take you. So yeah, just really, oh, I'm, I'm just gonna sag. I'm gonna go under every pick. I'm gonna just sag because. He can't kill me from the free throw line. He can't Kenny's kill me from the jump shot was a little bit better than 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 Pearls. than advertised. And I think Kenny's jump shot developed. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. He, uh, he he well, he had to develop. I think I think for him and and an Archbishop Malloy, and then when he did, went down to Carolina, he didn't mm-hmm. have to take a whole lot of jump shots. He was so quick. He was so fast. He could get to the hoop. 
Um, and they, they he had finishes all around him. So he didn't have to take a whole lot of jump shots. Yeah, he yeah. got to the NBA, and all of a sudden they were like, all right, you the guard. Uh, you got to take this shot. We're going, like you said, we're going to sag off you. Now what? And yeah. then he, he worked on his shot. Um, you know, and I think barring injury, you know, I think Kenny Anderson, I mean, uh, 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 the Jet, uh, Kenny Smith, would have probably been a lot higher regarded or maybe. I mean, I remember his first couple of years at Sacramento. Oh, you're talking, you talking about Kenny. I'm talking about Kenny. You're talking about Kenny, Kenny Smith. Smith. I'm, I'm talking about Kenny Anderson. Oh, Kenny Anderson. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah Kenny, Kenny Smith developed. Yeah. Because Kenny Smith was, uh, was a lottery pick. I mean, he played. And he, he, had, he had much more serviceable jump shot. Kenny Anderson. Right. Kenny Anderson. Yeah. He, you know, he needs he that jump shot. to the hoop. So he's yeah, a, he, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I remember watching him play. And I was like, oh, this guy is amazing. And the thing that hurt him. Was I mean the same thing happened? You know, they used to call him, you know, they used to call him Ace and Kid. There was no Jay and Jason, and he eventually got better at it. But he was such a good defender and you know pushed the rock so hard that he was able to be an All Star. But he he got that that Magic Johnson set shot jump shot later on in his career. Right. Once again, internal motivation because Magic, you know, then again, he's, who who he made six nine point guard. <laughs> you know, you, you know, not too many uh, jump, not too many times he can get to where he wanted to go. But right. he got better that little push, push shot, cold jump shot. It was a damn near set shot. But, yeah, he, but he hit it. So he worked on it, and, and, and it, until it became a weapon. Yeah, that's all you had to do. Just working your game. You getting paid enough? You got yeah. one job. That's what that's what it is. You know, speaking <laughs> of one job. Um, Zach Wilson, big boy, you know, my ball. team, Keith, the Jets. Oh, yeah, she got a team now. Uh, yeah, I've been rooting for the Jets. I will say that's sort of true. I mean, we mean sort of true. Well, yeah, you've yeah, been so more of a Jet fan in your life than when when we first started. You know, I became aware of sports. Initially, you were a Cowboy fan, but really, you were a Tony Dorsett fan and a Roger fan. But I was a Roger you've, fan you've been, yeah, more than yeah, Dorsett. Yeah, you've been a, a a Jet fan, probably more true than any fan of any team, quite frankly. Yeah, probably, yeah. I mean, uh, and Yankees. I mean, I I think that's uh, you know I'm, I'm I break the mold. I'm not uh, Jets, Nets, Mets. I'm I'm uh, I'm Yankees, Jets, Knicks. Um, in terms of New York sport, Rangers. If I'm going to root for hockey at all, yeah, I haven't watched hockey in a while. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, this kid is is you know I was happy um, for him. I mean, he, he had a good game uh, yesterday. Apparently, the, I didn't see I didn't see the whole game. I saw the highlights. But he was, you know, he was out there doing his thing. He was wheeling and dealing. And I feel like it was a, a Bootney Farnsworth moment. Boot, oh, really, Anthony? Oh, wow. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> this is what you're trying to tell me? They hypnotized him? They hypnotized him. Yeah, I think they, for one moment, for, for, for a brief moment, I don't want to fall into the trap of like, yeah, you know what? He finally awoke, and this is, this is who he's been all along. Nah. That cat been around for three years. He is what he is. Um, but I'm glad to see that he, he at least, uh, you know, kept the players on the Jets from 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 choking him out or 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 or, or you know. Well, he had a big fan in uh, Chris Collinworth last night. You know, he was on him like white on rice, man. Chris Collinworth just he played oh, well. He's played. He's going to show this. This is what he's going to do now. And this, but he, as you said, Mark, he did play well. He yeah, did play well. No, I, I was happy for him because all the the killings was was of him, which I understand he's a quarterback. But remember, coming to the year, one of the things they were screaming and hollering about this Jets team was this 
ridiculous defense to shut down, lock them down, Ravens 2004 or 2000 Ravens, whatever it was, that kind of defense. And quite frankly, they haven't been that. They've been okay. I mean, because that 2000 – They're exhausted. Yeah, that 2000 Ravens team was on the field a lot too. There were a lot of three – I was down here at the time. There were a lot of three and outs on that team. And they kept them in it. They kept them in the games by just, you know – when in games 10 9. That Ravens team, though, let's, let's not, let's not, let's not rewrite Lewis. history. They had Jamal, was Jamal, um, what was the running back? Jamal Lewis. Jamal Lewis. Yeah. And they had a big offensive line. They had Michael Lloyd had a big offensive line, and they Jamal Lewis and a, and, a, and, a, and a smoking uh, defense. So, yeah, if you can ball control it, like, you know, they wasn't trying to beat you, you know, 35, no, 30. They couldn't. They could ball control you to death, uh, run it, grind it, and then the defense would just, you know, stand up, bow up, and and, and keep yeah, you out the end zone. But what's the problem with the Jets team? I mean, also, the, the, the way we play defense in the NFL now has changed. Oh, I mean, no, it, all the chucking, all the all the grabbing, the holding, all that's gone. So now, yeah. you know, I mean, so but that, also, that would be the other thing. The thing that undid this, your Jets season was a thing that they talked about in, in uh was hard knocks. You know, the 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 line is just is to say it's a work in progress is sort of an understatement. I mean, remember here Rogers was complaining about it in, in uh, hard knocks, saying that they're not that good. So you have uh Brees Hall and and Cook who there's no holes for them to run through. So now you have a, a line you can't run and you say, okay fine, kid, you know, make it happen. I'm not I'm not I can't cover those gaps yet i'm still still learning this game i mean if i'm Aaron Rodgers, i can cover the gaps it's sort of like brady covered the gaps all those years for those last couple of maybe last three four patriots teams where there was nothing he was just covering the gaps because he was tom freaking brady but baker not big um uh what's the boy's name zach wilson can't cover the gaps he doesn't he doesn't know all the defenses yet it's he's you know everything is brand new to him so it was like you know i so now you give me a bad line when I can't run and I'm getting killed for it. So I was just happy that he played well because he's been horrible, but it's not all his fault. I mean, I, he didn't put that team together. All right, so keep, let me ask this question. Who's, who's potentially the bigger bus, Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, number two and number, wow. I guess, eight? Yeah. Now, you know, it's uh, funny. Justin Fields had a hell of a game yesterday, played but he well. still lost. Yeah. He played his ass off yesterday. Uh, I would go with Justin Field as number one. The bigger bust? No, no, no. Zach Wilson has the bigger bust, but Justin Field is right underneath him. But it's, I think it's the system Justin Field is in yeah. with the Bears. Chicago's horrible. Yeah, they, 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 their system sucks, truly. How are you blowing out? Because I think they played Denver yesterday. Yeah. And they, and they busted Denver's ass now. They and were. You, and Denver come back to beat you. So it, it's not on Fields. It's on the coaching uh, coordinators, def- defense, but offense, he, that kid did a hell of a job yesterday. And even though Wilson threw, he threw for about 300 yards yesterday, I think, for the Jets. From I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see the box score. I don't know what they yeah, threw for 300. Who's a bigger, yeah. you said, Anthony, what's the question? Who's a bigger bust or who's, who's a bigger bust? Right who's a bigger potential bust? My gosh. Um, I mean, because now keep in mind, Zach Wilson was drafted number two overall. Yeah. Um, I, I would see his football is hard to do because I think is this. Let me, let me let me rephrase the question then. Based on what you've seen, who do you think has 
more franchise quarterback potential. All right, here's here's how I would put that question. If Mike, if if one of these, if Zach or Justin is being coached by uh, uh Bill Reed or Shanahan, right. or, or that boy McDaniel down at, who make who makes offense easy, who would I want? I'd probably I'd probably want Justin because I think he's a he's a bigger body. Okay. Um, because at that point, I, I think I'm gonna get better coaching. The problem with the Jets, I mean, I think Justin Field, I think this is at least his second coach, maybe third. Right. Um, I think this is exact same coach, but I think this is like his second or third coordinator. Right, because they so got this guy from Green Bay. Yeah, you right. can't. Yeah, but the, the LaFleur was there for the uh, in fact. LaFleur was the reason that they drafted Zach Wilson over Justin Fields. LaFleur was the one that said, oh, This he, is the guy. Oh, so he was okay. So, so, so he had him for two years. LaFleur had him. The guy, the, the coach that's at Green Bay had him. The, the his brother, yeah, his brother had oh, his, him. Okay, his brother. It was See, the that's probably, for two years. It's the it's the language. I mean, like if if it's hard in football because you got to learn a new language all the time. It's like so Justin Fields learned at the very least two new languages, and you're gonna probably learn. Well, if he survives, this is third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. There's no way in where you can be successful learning a new language every year. It's in cases of sports like that. So I would just take if I'm gonna if I'm getting coach, I want to take uh. Justin Field, I think he had the better potential if those three guys are, if those three guys, coaches Shanahan, Reed, or McDaniel are his coach. Yeah, because you remember, he's learning on the fly. He has he had no one to tutor him, you know, about the game. He's learning on the field, everything. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's you need coaching. Yeah. You need, you know, you need, and especially, and, and in particular, I would take a guy like McDaniel simply because he, Remember, Tua was on his way being a bus. Remember, Tua was like on his way to being like, "Oh, this guy's horrible." And I mean, take take yesterday's game out the out the out, out of the mix. Tua has been great. He's been coached up. And that's what you have to be in football. You have to be coached up. You can't you can't do it all on yourself in, in football. It's impossible. I don't care how great you are. I mean, you have especially a quarterback, a defensive player can do it. Depending. Can do it on something we, we've seen, you know, Aaron Donald, especially Geno Smith, definitely seen Aaron Donald. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we've seen guys like that do it. But a quarterback, you need to be coached up because you, it's just too much to process. And if you learn a new language every two seconds, you can't be successful. You, you, when you're out there thinking, if you you're playing slow, it's just you know, this just happens. I agree. I I, I just think that that uh, bigger body. Uh, certainly more athletic. I think the arm talent, um, if you say Zach Wilson has great arm talent, so does uh, Justin Fields has great arm talent. I think mechanics, maybe he needs to work on mechanics and his footwork, but uh, great arm talent. Uh, and and uh, to both of your points, yeah, you do need to, you know, keep saying you learn on the fly. You can't have this kid out there learn on the fly behind not only a shitty offensive line, but with no running game no. and no real receivers but one right. that they take away every game. I mean, that, that game yesterday uh, that Iberflu still has a job this morning is criminal. That the dude in San Diego, uh, what's his face, still has a job today? After he almost gave that damn game away. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. He was the uh, I think he was the offensive coordinator for Minnesota, and he got the head job. I think it was. 
I thought he was a defensive. I, I know he's. I, I thought he's defensive I, I, coach. I don't even know because I know Herbert's had. He's had. And he's his third coach, I think. He had yeah the uh, black dude uh, uh, yeah. for a couple of years. Oh, and, and, yeah, uh, so, uh, like I know you're talking guy. about Anthony. Yeah. So, so anywho, yeah. yeah before Angel's, we cut out, Angel's, of here, uh, yeah. I mean, um, like I said, I'm glad that uh, uh, Zach Wilson didn't stink it up in New Jersey last night. But there is somebody who's definitely stinking it up in New Jersey. That's Bob Menendez. Ooh. Time for that bitch to go. Um, I ain't Bob, do nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know, Bob Menendez. You know, we always talk about corruption in government. Next yeah, time you say you. corruption in government, just open a dictionary, and I guarantee you, Bob Menendez's picture's right there. I bet you his picture sitting right next to the word corruption because oh there gosh. is no. This dude is off the off the hook. You know, they caught him with gold bars. They found him with money sold into his clothes. He's, he got the new ride. Wife got some work done. Everything. He's he's he is he is straight up taking them checks. Yeah. And now he won. And this is not the first time he's done it. This is the, first, no, this is the second time, time he's been, been in court for, for corruption. He's strong arming them people, man. Yo, put it put it in the jacket. Zip it up. I, I'll yeah. pick it up at the cleaners. Who you gonna believe? Me or your lying eye? That's his right. line. Yeah. <laughs> And then he he pulled the race card. He said, you know, they picking on me because I'm Puerto Rican. That's he's what he Cuban, said. Cuban, yeah, Cuban. Cuban. You, you pick criminal. <laughs> That's what he said. They picking on me. But man, the the, the evidence is overwhelming. Just yeah. step down, man. Step down. Say it was a good run. You know, you lost some money on this one. You should have put it in the bank or put it in some offshore account somewhere. You've been fine. You gonna keep it in your house with gold bars? Come on, in, in a new car, you gonna park outside? Nah, he he. he like I said, I mean, it, 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 the, the criminality is just what's, what's that? Gilbert Garvey. This is not my. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like from my second Barry Hills cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's like that. He's yeah, definitely. They like say that. he got big kahunas, man. He got he got some big ones, man. Yeah, well, uh, he he about to find out how big they are when he go to the joint because they definitely gonna be checking. Uh, Bob. I, I wish you well, brother, because this ain't this is not going to turn out well. Uh, but you know what? Good news. Good news, Bob. Maybe you and Trump can get sold up together <laughs> in federal prison because that's 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 where this is going. This is definitely going uh, to federal prison, and maybe they'll send you the same lockup. I don't know. Trump will be broke, and you'll have your money taken, and you'll have some shit to talk about when you get there. Listen, folks, if you have not subscribed to Power to the People get on it just 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 hit the subscribe button make it happen anywhere you listen to your podcast you can listen to us you can find us on social media power to the people on facebook you can do you can find us on x at power to the peeps p-o-w-e-l-l the number two the letters d-a p-e-e-p-s power to the peeps you can find us all on instagram and you'll find us back here where you're listening right now same bat time same bat channel we'll see you then peace peace